Welcome to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast hosted by Ben Tucker and Eric Briggs, two lifelong Panthers fans from North Carolina. Whether you're a diehard fan or a casual observer, this is the Panthers podcast for you. Do us a favor, click on the link tree in our bio and give us a follow on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast. You can, of course, find us wherever you prefer to consume your podcast, Spotify, Apple, you name it. And you can check us out on YouTube as well. We're recording this on Monday night, a day after the Cowboys game. Uh, that was interesting. That was a that was an interesting game. It was something. <laughs> Where's yep. your head at? Where's your head at with everything? <laughs> I mean, okay. It's what we expected to happen, right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't ugly. I mean, it wasn't pretty. It was the score wasn't as ugly. bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, but it was. You know, I don't know. I, I've said this before. We'll touch on it a little bit later. But we're not good enough to overcome um, battling against ourselves as well as right. the other team. Yep. Uh, that's just that's the long and the short of it. And we have no chance of winning if we continue to try to beat ourselves. Yep, agreed. We'll, and like you said, we'll get into that here in a little bit when we talk about um, some specifics from the game. But I want to start with talking about our quarterback, Mr. Bryce Young. Uh, so a lot of people might have turned the game off uh, by by this point, but if you stayed tuned till the end of the game, uh, there was something that I latched on to towards the end. Of course, Greg Olson was calling the game, which I always, he's a great, he's a great commentator. I always love when he calls the games. Uh, yeah, I think I he does an awesome well. job, but he, towards the end of the game, uh, kind of said, I think it was after Bryce had, uh, had he tried to scramble and he kind of, he fumbled and he, he looked like he was trying to do like a fake toss. I know like exactly as what you're was, talking about. Yeah. And he fumbled the ball yeah. and then, and kind of as they were showing the replay to that, this is what Greg Olson said. And this, to me, kind of sums up uh, the Bryce Young experience right now. He said, I just don't know how fair an evaluation anyone can make on Bryce Young until they're able to surround him with the ability to protect him. Yep. Rookie or not, I'm not sure how many quarterbacks can operate in that environment. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was – he just hit the nail on the head. Um, I just think that, you know, obviously Bryce hasn't been perfect and he's made mistakes um, and shot himself shot. You know, we've shot ourselves in the foot a lot with some of those mistakes, but it's all a byproduct of the pressure that he's under. And uh, so I have a couple bad things, a couple good things. As far as Bryce Young, first, the bad. We get the bad out of the way. So, again, like, for the most part, in my opinion, uh, he really has no chance behind this offensive line a majority of the time. I mean, the pass rush gets to him so quickly. It's insane. Um, And, you know, so that has been a concern the whole season, and it remains a concern, and it will continue to be a concern. Um, It's... I wasn't as much like earlier in the season. I wasn't 
uh, I didn't feel this way as much, but now I really am starting to get concerned about his health and like whether or not he's going to, he's going to physically be able to hold up with this amount of punishment, all these hits that he's taking. I mean, he's, he's a tough, tough guy. He's, he bounces right back up and luckily, you know, he hasn't been like tackled the wrong way and, you know, resulting in an, in an injury, but I'm starting to miss the game, Ben. He did. He did miss a game. He's already yep. missed a game. Yep. I forgot. I totally forgot about that because that was like what the second, his second or third. Yeah, it was like the second or third game, game of the season. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. So, uh, miraculously, somehow since then he's you know stayed upright and hasn't hasn't missed another game. But I'm starting to get concerned about that. Um, and then you know, there's really no way that he has not become a little bit gun shy behind this yeah. offensive line at this point with how much he's being pressured, how much he's being sacked. And uh, I hate even saying this, and some people might disagree with me, but I, I think this is the case. To me, since the Texans game, he, he has regressed. He has regressed. Um, and I'm nervous that he's starting to kind of – I'm nervous about his development at this point too. I'm nervous that he's starting to kind of develop some bad habits. Um there's he's missing some throw like some layup throws that you normally would not expect him to miss mm-hmm. i think that's fair to say yep um at times he's there's open there are open guys that he's just not seeing uh if you look at the play um if you really kind of break down that inter- the pick six the interception that he had um against the cowboys um and greg olson pointed it out on the on the broadcast Tommy Trimble was pretty much wide open over the middle, but Bryce was staring down Jonathan Mingo and decided to throw it out to him. And, you know, it's, it happened so quickly, you know, it's not like I didn't necessarily think that that was um, that bad of a decision to throw it out to Mingo. And if you watch the replay, Mingo really didn't do him any favors because I saw some people point this out on Twitter. Actually, he was running an out route. And when you run an out route, you want to stay like straight towards the towards the boundary. You don't want to drift upfield, and that's he dr- started drifting upfield as he was running the route, and mm-hmm. it allowed the cornerback to undercut him. Yeah. So obviously that's on Bryce, but Mingo did nothing to really help him in that situation. Um, but anyway, my point is he's missing some throws, uh, missing open guys. You're starting to see him make some. Uh, well, we've been seeing it, but you're continuing to see him make some sort of uncharacteristic bad decisions each game. Um, and the problem is the opportunities to throw it to an open guy <laughs> are so few and far between that when he yeah. does miss a throw, it's it just makes it that much more glaring. You know what I yeah. mean? It just sticks yeah, out yeah. like a sore thumb even more. Um, and I, I think that's something <clears> that people need to realize, but, um, nevertheless, he has missed some throws and I'm, I'm just, um, you know, it, it's, it's such a, like Greg Olson said, it's, it's hard to really evaluate him in this situation. Um, because he essentially has to play damn near perfect, um, for our offense to even look mediocre. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I'll get to the good stuff here in a minute, but do you have any, reaction to any of that stuff or where's your head at with some of that yeah i mean listen he's a rookie and he's a human which means he's going to make (laughs) mistakes 
right? Like yeah. every quarterback does that. Like Tom Brady made mistakes. Like every quarterback is going to do that. We cannot expect perfection out of our Lord and Savior, Bryce Young. But <laughs> uh, no, I mean I say that I say that tongue in cheek and in jest a little bit, but you know, there's only so much that the guy can do. And yeah. the the fumble, quite frankly, I didn't have a problem with it. He was out there trying to make a play. That's all that was, is he was trying to make a play. He was trying to do a little fake move, you know, to to keep the game alive. That That's all that was. I have zero problem with him uh, doing that with, with his goal in mind and just mm-hmm. the situation and circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the interception, should he have thrown the ball? Probably not. But it was a really, really good interception. Like it was a Amazing great play, play by the defender. <laughs> yeah. It was a great play by the defender. So you yeah. can't discount you can't discount how athletic and amazing a play it was. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of cornerbacks are not making that interception. No. Including many that we have on our team. <laughs> so <clears throat> sorry. I'm, I'm just I mean, I don't sarcastic mood. So yeah. a little sarcastic <laughs> mood tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I think you're, yes, Bryce has gone backwards a little bit. Um, I don't know how you can blame the guy. Yeah. Um, there's only so much that he's going to be able to do. And until he has somebody that can block in front of him, um, then it's going to continue to look this ugly. Uh, you shared with me a, a really cool infographic, um, of yeah. the different players and, you know, the ratings, in, the PFF grades of line. Yeah. The PFF grades and like, you know, how they were ver- yeah. on run versus how they were on pass and pass was horrendous. So bad. You know, like you could just put, you know, like a track and field hurdle in front of these guys and it might be about, you know, as menacing. So, but on the run side of things, they look pretty good. I'm pretty good there. Yeah. Uh, so until we, you know, if we can take what we're doing in the run from an offensive yep. line perspective and somehow magically bippity boppity boop it onto our pass uh, defense uh, or, you know, offensive line, you know, pass production, then it, we, we need to be able to do that. And if we can, it's going to be a long day. It's going right. to continue to be a, a long season, uh, but yep. we, we've got to be able to block um, and not just yep. going forward. We've got to be able to create a pocket and keep them. Uh, keep you protected. You look at other games. Um, it's not an every down thing where the quarterback is running for his life. And with us, it feels like feels any like given is- snap, any given snap. Yeah. Bryce Young's running for his life. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's not a good way to go, go about the game. Then that's exactly what he was doing when he fumbled. He, yeah, he that's, my point. that's exactly my point. He's running for his life. He's trying to make yep. a play yep. and the dude just let the ball go. But yeah, he, there is no, there is no questioning his effort, right? Like, no. it it would be so easy to be like, y'all, these guys suck. You want me to go out there and put my life on the line yeah. <laughs> behind this offensive line, right? Yeah, the dude's going out there and competing every single week. I have a tremendous amount of respect for that. It's and he knows it's going to suck. That's the part mm-hmm. about it, right? Like he goes out with that first series and he knows, man, I'm about to get my ass pummeled yep. today, and I still have to go do it. <laughs> Well, that's that's a good segue because that leads me to the good things that I want to talk about real quick about Bryce Young. Um, the leadership, the leadership, man. I mean, you see it from him. Uh, like you just said, him, the fact that he just is going out there every week and 
leading these guys. You see him on the sideline, you know, after seemingly after every possession, going over, talking to his offensive line, you know, giving high fives to the receivers, having conversations with them, with them having conversations with uh, the coaches and everything. And that's, I think that's, I see a little bit more, I'm seeing him be more and more vocal on the sidelines, which I really like to see. And, you know, you, they, they talked about it at the beginning of the game uh, that after that last game, after that bears game, apparently uh, Bryce Young addressed the team in the locker room with a uh, profanity laden speech, which is uh, I want to hear that speech. I would love to hear that so much. Because I want to know what conversation he's having on the phone with his parents. You know what I mean? Like like after that game, he's having a conversation with the parents. And like, what what does he let slip? Because I we we you know he he likes to project this you know calm, cool, perfect type demeanor. Yeah, I want to hear it from him. I want to hear him just lay in to something, right? Yeah, you know that he yeah can get angry <laughs> with his parents. You know, with his parents, he's, he's gotta be having that's, those types of conversations for sure. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like they're, they're so tight knit and, and close that like he has yeah. to be honest with them. And if he, you know, I just want to know what that is because yeah. uh, you, you feel like he's one of those guys that you just never feel like you get a, a straight answer from. Uh, well, he is very polished um, for sure. in press conferences, he's always going to say, the right thing. Um, like, uh, you know, we've talked about it, how sometimes we wish he would open up a little bit more, uh, in those, in those pressers. But I will say this, I, I posted this on, uh, I posted this on Twitter yesterday and, um, uh, most got mostly good, uh, good responses from people. Got a few people here and there that were like, no one cares, which I knew was going to happen. Uh, but I basically said, Hey, File this under things some people won't care about, but not once have I heard Bryce Young place blame on anyone other than himself. No slip-ups, 100% accountability always. He's always saying it's his, he's got to play better, even though we all see what's happening. We all know that he essentially has no shot behind this offensive line. But not once has he had any slip-ups whatsoever. He always puts the blame on himself as the leader of the team. And for me, I know it's a small thing and a lot of people probably don't care about that. They just, they don't, they just want to win. And I get that. They want him to play well. And that's what we all want. But considering the fact that he's a 22 year old guy and, you know, he's coming into this situation and he's in a very unfavorable situation and, um, you know, is running for his life every week. I think that that's at least at the very least commendable. You know, and I respect that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I yes, he he has not slipped up in things that he's said. I true, but I also truly believe that he does he does care and he does believe that. Oh, for sure. He know he knows that he can play better. So, and he does, and he has uh, to play better. And that's we're not like that's the thing is I'm, um, it's it's like when you try to when you try to defend Bryce Young, people think that you're making you're just making excuses for him and that you're coddling him. Well no, it's it's can, it can be both. It can be no, he's got to play better. You know, he he's got to play much better than he has. And and he doesn't really have much of a shot right now. <laughs> both yeah, things I mean, can be true. 
he can be not playing his best, and there also be uh, factors that uh-huh. um, are make it exponentially harder, right? right? Like he can, there can be, it, it can be harder than it needs to be, and yeah. he cannot be doing his best, and both of those can exist at the same time. And I think that exactly, that's what yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about the game a little bit. Um, we had a couple main points i guess that we wanted to touch on um what about what about the whole the whole discipline topic what did you want to say about that i okay (laughs) as i mentioned in kind of the first thing that i said yeah we're a crappy team in case i mean i spoiler alert but we are not a good team (laughs) and the worst actually in the league. Yeah, statistically, <laughs> but we cannot play the NFL season on hard mode, right? Like for all the gamers out there, we can't play this on hard mode. We we can't make this more difficult for ourselves than the other team is trying to make it. We cannot give the other team a head start in yards. I mean, I saw at one point in the game yesterday, it was like, the uh, the Cowboys had 15 yards of penalties, and we had 70. Ugh. We had 70 yards of penalties on five penalties. Well, three that of them, three that or four good. of them were personal fouls, right? That's my point. How, yeah. how are you going to have 70 yards on just five penalties? That's crazy. So you cannot do that. You can't nope. do it. Because every time you do, best case scenario is uh, it's declined, right? Mm-hmm. Because that you, you got sacked or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was a negative play. But like we just keep going backwards and backwards and backwards. And we're not good enough to be able to, you know, get a first down, you know, on at first and 10. Mm-hmm. So don't make it first and 20. <laughs> right? I, I yep. just it, – it, we we cannot do it, and if we continue, as long as we continue to do that, we will continue to lose. It, we could have excellent players, but if we're not disciplined, then come on. And a, and a couple of them were just stupid. A well, couple of them were just stupid. You had the Xavier Woods um, <laughs> that the announcer uh, famously coined the horse mask, where Xavier Woods, <laughs> the horse collar, and face yeah, <laughs> Xavier Woods. It was it was third and I think it was third and nineteen. Yes, it was. And and Brandon Cooks is running over to the sideline. He's obviously not going to – he's not even close to getting the first down. And you grab him by the face mask first. Then you grab him by the – do the horse collar thing. And horse mask. First down. Like, I love from it. A, from, from a veteran player, Xavier Woods. Yeah. No, I know. It's not like it was Jamie Robinson. It's not like it was a rookie. It's Xavier Woods. Yeah, you had that one. Really? You had the um, Deshaun Williams, the late hit on Turpin when yep. uh, the guy was no already on the it. ground. No reason for it. I don't even no remember what the third it. one was, but there were. I mean, just the lack of discipline, and I heard a lot of, or I saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter. Is just like, man, this is not a well coached team. That no. when you have things like that happening. We've had a lot of issues this season with 
false starts and just penalties in general. Then you have these personal foul issues and just not playing smart and just doing stupid stuff. That is a result of players not being coached well. That's at least that's what a lot of people were saying. And I mean, I, I tend to agree. Like it's on the player too. Obviously the players, they got to be smarter, but it's not a well-disciplined team and it's all, it all stems from not being coached well, I think. Yeah. I, you know, I think for me, there, there has to be so, so much of like an emotional frustration aspect to it. Right. Like, cause like, yeah. cause these players, you don't get to the NFL unless you're disciplined. Right. Cause like all the extra things that these guys have had to do, you know, in order to get to this place, mm-hmm. you can only do that with intentionality and discipline. So it's not that they don't, they don't have that, that they can tap into at this point, especially with these personal fouls, that just had to be frustration. That's the only thing that I can figure. Yeah. Is it had to be frustration of just like, they're pissed. And that's why, yeah. Like, they want to make the play. They want to win. Yeah. And like, so like just as much as we would like them to win, <laughs> they would like to win. Bryce Young in the past three months has lost more games than he has the entire rest of his life combined. Right. <laughs> All right. So they're competitors and they yeah. have a fire about them and they have discipline. It's that, that's the only thing I can figure is they had they had a lapse in discipline because of frustration. Other than that, I don't know what it is. Well, I think it's the, I just think it's just they're tired of getting their asses kicked every week. Yeah. They just yeah, they just I get it. Yeah. And but but it's still like I get it, but it's still no excuse because you do the you do those dumb things like we talked about with Xavier Woods. You do that stuff against any team, it's not good, but let alone a team like the Cowboys. You just you can't afford to have mental lapses like that. The mental to beat yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what mm-hmm. we did. Like I thought that, aside from the personal fouls, I thought that our defense did a pretty good job. I mean, CD Lamb. I thought I thought I saw that on Twitter that um, CD Lamb only had what forty or fifty yards receiving or something like that. I mean, yeah, let me see if I can pull it up. I thought I had it up. Hang on. Um, yeah, CD Lamb had six catches for thirty-eight oh, yards. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. But we held we held Dak Prescott to 189 yards passing. Tony Pollard only only ran for 61 yards. So like, you know, take away the they beat us 33 to 10. Take away the pick six. Um, it's what 26 uh, 26 to 10. Um, I don't know. I just thought like for the most part our defense played pretty decently, but. Mm-hmm. Just it's again, it's just the self-inflicted wounds that always come back to bite us. Yeah, you know? we can't keep shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, it's as simple as that. <laughs> now we did Until do we stop that. Yep, yeah. we did do a couple good things though in the game. Um, I, to you know, we had a touchdown drive, which is good because last game we had no touchdowns. <laughs> so that was I thought that that drive was um, was pretty. Impressive the fact that we had three fourth down conversions on one drive. I mean that that's good. It's that's time to right, right home. Um, I mean, you know, we that's the thing is we have moments. We have yeah, moments of really good play, and um, 
you know, I thought Bryce did a great job on that drive. Several, several guys contributed. Um, but I'd just say like the, the most positive takeaway I had from the game from on the offensive side was the running game. Um, we, what do we rush for? Miles Sanders, actually, this was probably the best he's looked the whole season. Yep. And he had about the same amount of, uh, it was a pretty even split between him and Hubbard. Yeah, they had, what was it? Um, Hubbard had 10 carries, 57 yards for 5.7 a carry. Miles Sanders, 11 carries for 50 yards for 4.5 per carry. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that was interesting to see because we put, we put Bryce under center a lot more Mm -hmm. than we had when we had been up to this point, which was interesting because um, after the bears game, Frank Reich in a press conference was talking about how, Right now, there Bryce is mostly going to be in shotgun because he he played in shotgun, in the shotgun or the pistol, for like ninety eight percent of his, the snaps that he had at Alabama, but mm-hmm. he was under center a lot in this game, which I liked mm-hmm. because we can actually run the type of run plays that our offensive line is capable of doing yep. of executing. Yeah, um, I mean know. both Hubbard and and Sanders looked good yeah i mean the 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 holes were there as soon as the as soon as the offensive line was given the green light to fire off Mm -hmm. right and just you know uh run block yep they look they looked really good you know the long and short of it is this they want we, we don't have the personnel to run a dolphin style offense right and you know something that requires a tremendous amount of athleticism we just don't have that we don't have the speed to do it mm-hmm. i think that um you know the front office as well as the coaching staff thought that we were going to right like they they thought that we yep. had the guys and it, as we've said before i think in training camp it became clear that we didn't have the guys that we thought that we were going to have and we've continued to try to run that offense and it just doesn't work and no you know you you brought up something that honestly i thought it was kind of stupid when you texted me because i was like this this oh it's utterly ridiculous (laughs) this i about frank reich taking back the play calling duties Mm -hmm. and um why that was and the more i listen to it the more i think that there's a little bit of credence to this idea that Frank Reich might be falling on the sword just a little bit. Really? Uh, yeah, and and taking the taking the spotlight off of uh, the OC because yeah, because I just I've, I've listened. He's he has said a couple of things even since that you sent that to me, um, and he's not really given any reason. There was no he wasn't looking to give it to anybody else. It was just it didn't get any better. And he was like, you know, I'm already, I think my, you know, my play calling is already tainted, right? Like my reputation is what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. If this is how we're going out. Like, I don't want somebody, I don't want, you know, Brown to be calling the plays and they still suck. Right. And then that's the first exposure that he gets. So the more, like the more I've thought about it and the more I've seen some of the things that he said, I'm not yeah. saying that that is like the, sole reason but i do believe that it probably factored into it somehow yeah i mean it's i don't know i'm i'm split on it still i think i'm split on it because 
Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see a world where he's maybe trying to protect Thomas Brown a little bit. I don't know. I'm more so I'm more so lean towards he knows the writings on the wall and mm-hmm. if he's going to go down, he's going to go down swinging. Um and I thought that the decision was more self-serving than anything, but that's me being looking at it from a cynical perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it could very well be um, that he's he understands that this team is lacking from a personnel standpoint and that it's regardless of who's calling the plays, it's probably not going to get that much better <laughs> as we mm-hmm. go along. And so maybe maybe he recognized that and but but even 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 if that is the case i still just have an issue with the whole thing because i'm i'm just like you never should have given it to thomas brown in the first place and and given him that opportunity if 3 games later if you were so insecure about the situation and so unsure of the of the situation and 3 games later that you were going to just take it take it away from him I don't know. I just the yeah. the optics of it, like we've talked about, the optics of it don't look good. Um, you know, there is the whole argument, or the whole not argument, but the reality of you know African American uh, coaches not getting a lot of opportunities, especially mm-hmm. from a play caller perspective. I think when Thomas Brown um, took over play calling, he was only the third um, black offensive play caller in the NFL. Um, so, and, and they talked about that. They asked Thomas Brown questions about that in an interview. Um, so that when I say like, you know, the optics of it don't look good either. Like there's, there's that factor to it as well. Um, it just, I just don't like it regardless of what the reasoning was. I just thought that you gave him the opportunity, like, man, we should have just rode out the season, like letting him figure it out. And then there was the whole there was the whole relation relationship factor between him and um, him and Bryce Young, like wanting them to kind of develop that rapport and um, yeah. you kind of strip that opportunity away <laughs> from yeah. them. I have, um, I have I have one more thing I want to say about the Cowboys game, and it's yeah. related to the play calling. Is kind of why I brought that up. Okay, uh, we were we were right back into the we have no time left on the play call clock by the time it. Just oh started. yeah, we were yeah. right back into that. I had kind of, for, I don't want to say I had forgotten about it, but I did not remember how like anxiety producing <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. But that is, I don't care who's calling the plays. That's something that has to get under control because you can yep. see it. Bryce cannot do what he needs to at the line when he has no time to do it. Mm-hmm. And if he's not able to change the play call and set the the protection and whatever else, then a bad yeah. offensive line is going to look even worse. So yep. like we have got to give him more time pre-snap to do the things he needs to do. But I, it was glaringly obvious to me when I was watching it that we were right back to, into that three seconds, two second, and, and Bryce is clapping. Yeah. Right. He's like clapping. This, if we can hear him clapping, that's not good. So no. we've got to get out of that. That's, that's that's the last thing I wanted to say about the Cowboys. Yeah, man, that's frustrating. The, the best that our offense looked in that game was when they went no huddle and they were really pushing the tempo, mm-hmm. pushing the pace. And it's been that that's, that's consistent. That's, yeah, but that's consistent. We've said that multiple times, multiple times this year. Is that 
motion or and 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 hurry up and you know those things yep. like you yeah you can't treat it like it's like the revolutionary war where like everybody just lines up and you know and just fires off at, at each other like there has <laughs> to be something else going on right. yeah um, speaking of motion actually that's i saw something i saw a stat the other day that uh the panthers are like bottom five in the league as far as how much uh, motion we're doing pre-snap. Um, it's just got, like you said, guys are just lining up where they're supposed to be for the most part. And then it's every, everybody's just statues, you know, before the snap. And so the defense yep. has the perfect opportunity to just like sit there. It, it just, yep. it, I don't understand why we're not doing more motion to help out Bryce Young. I just, um, it doesn't seem like they're doing much of anything to help out Bryce Young. Anyway, uh, let's talk about, let's move on real quick. Talk about, um, rest of season expectations. I mean, what do we have? Seven, seven, eight games left. Something like that. Um, I, let me pull up the, the schedule here. I think our, I know our next game is against the Tennessee Titans. Um, that is in Tennessee. Then we have the Buccaneers, the Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jaguars, and then Buccaneers again. I don't know. I mean, do you see us? Do you see us having a chance to win any of those? I think we can win two. Mm, I think two. we can. Okay. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be able to to, to win. I think we're gonna luck into one of them, um, and then I think towards yeah. the end of the season we're gonna find find a way to win one. Um, it won't be pretty, but I think we'll find a way to win. So I think we're kind of back into one. Yeah. I think we'll find a way to win one. Um, but I can realistically see us maybe winning two. What about you? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I, I'm on, I'm honestly not optimistic about us winning any games with how we've looked, but I'm looking at the mm -hmm. Titans game coming up this Sunday. I mean, I think that, um, you know, Will Levis, he he came out of the gates guns blazing. First couple games that he played, he had, what was it, four touchdowns his first game. Um, three of them, I believe three of those to DeAndre Hopkins. I wish Bryce yeah. had a DeAndre Hopkins on this team. Um, but the last couple games, Levis has, has looked a little more uh, rookie-ish from just the little bit that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Um Titans, uh, Titans, I think is a winnable game. If we can, if our defense can play, um, honestly, if they can outside of the personal fouls, if they can play the way that they've played the last couple weeks uh, against the Bears, against the Cowboys, um, if they can play that way against the Titans, then I think that you know, if our offense can just score a couple of touchdowns, then I think we'll have a chance mm -hmm. to win. Um, you know, if you would have asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said that the Buccaneers and the Saints and the Falcons were all winnable games, and maybe they still are. But I don't feel super optimistic about them right now. Yeah, um, I mean the the Buccaneers and the Saints are both away games. I think those are both going to be losses. Then you have the Falcons in Carolina. I think that might be a winnable. That's a game winnable there. Game. Yeah, because I think. Is Taylor Heineke still starting, or is it Desmond Ritter? I think they switched. I think they switched to Desmond Ritter. They switched because he was. Yeah, they switched it back to Ritter, I believe. 
I think I oh, saw wow. something come across my phone. Uh, I could be wrong, but I thought I saw that. Yeah, so I think the Falcons is winnable. Then you have the the Packers at home. I think I think that's a winnable game too. I think that we can rattle uh, Jordan Love a little bit. And then we have the Jaguars. I do not think we're going to win. That no, game. we won't win that. Um, so I don't know. I think I'm with you. I think a couple wins is probably um, is probably possible. But I'm not feeling super optimistic. I do know this. Uh, outside of like predicting wins and losses. If we, we all know that Scott Fitterer is probably on the hot seat. Um, if we end up earning the number one pick, that obviously goes to the Bears. Um, considering everything else, I think that that should be the final nail in the coffin, in my opinion. Um, I just think coming into this, coming into this season, you know, they sold us the narrative that, and, and it's not like they, maybe didn't fully uh, actually believe it themselves, but, you know, Fitterer and the front office sold us the narrative that this team was built for dropping a quarterback in. And we were, you know, we're not going to pick in the top 10 again. You know, we don't plan on picking in the top 10 and um, we're going to compete for the NFC South and all that stuff. And just how poor of a job in retrospect they've, they did with surrounding insulating yeah. their, their rookie quarterback um, that on top of the possibility of earning the number one pick and what could have been, you know, a, a Marvin Harrison jr. Uh, going to the bears is a fireball offense that that should be the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. I mean, you can't look at it that way because we wouldn't have Bryce if it wasn't, you know, if, if we had the opportunity to, to draft one of them. Right. So like, if we were able to draft Harrison, then we would have Darnold throwing to him. Um, you know, so like we we have to we have to right. keep that in perspective. We have to keep that in perspective. But I will yeah. say this: he's had time to put the right people around Bryce, and yeah. I think what's even worse than the fact that he hasn't is the fact that he thought he had. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's bad that he didn't, but it's clear he thought he had the, the fact. You're right. The fact that he actually thought that this was going to be good enough is is the biggest problem. <laughs> that's the issue, because yeah. that's a, that's a judgment, right? That's not bad yeah. luck. That's you know that's just a misjudgment, talent of evaluation. Who have, of, of, yeah, of who you have on your roster. Yep, and who's out there, and the opportunity is to improve it. So, uh, yeah, I think that. Um, I think he's going to be on the hot seat. And I also do think that it's going to be much harder for Panthers fans to get excited about future moves and future hires or whatever, just be feeling burned in the way that we have now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And we'll continue to talk about this kind of stuff, obviously, as the season kind of comes to an end. Uh, you know, I'm still kind of waffling kind of developing my opinion on what I think they should do as far as, you know, should they clean house and fire the fire Reich and Fitterer? And, you know, that's what some people are suggesting is they like David Tepper, clean house, um, get with a, like a hiring firm to help you make the decision of who you're going to bring in (laughs) at GM and 
head coach and bring them in together. I don't know what the right thing is to do, but I just know they can't keep doing what they, what they've done. I don't know what the right thing to do is, but I know insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different (laughs) results. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, few more days and then obviously we got the Titans game. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I think that's definitely a more winnable game, like we said, than, than this week was with the Cowboys. So fingers crossed. Hopefully we can get a W. Um, anything else on your end before we sign off? No, just uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there uh, yeah. listening. And um, hope you... Uh, gobble, gobble. Yeah, are full of turkey uh, by, by Thursday evening. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, thanks so much for listening or for watching. Please feel free to give us a follow on Twitter, subscription on YouTube. That would be amazing. We'll be back in just a few days after the Titans game. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving. And until then, keep purring and keep pounding. <laughs>